0: Welcome, welcome everyone to the Erdoganian Chronicles. Part 2 Gods and Mortals Chapter 12 The Training Begins Miriam sat in the grocery store she worked at, checking the stock they had and counting them on her tablet. For the insane amount of mangas she had read about other worlds and the movies she had watched, she had always thought that being in another world meant being in a world less civilized than her own. But damn, this world was as advanced as her own. Well, instead of electricity, they had the partage, which had turned out to be the name of the technology itself. From what Wariam had gathered, the light that appears in the skies, their version of the Northern Lights, gets trapped inside the mountain structure, and later on, the stones with light in them can be used as energy stones. So they would mine these stones and attach them to machines, pump power into them. Well, it was what Bill Miranda said, but Muhammad implied that there was more to the process or the creating of these machines. They are called enhancements. Stop being uneducated like that, Muhammad had said when she had called them machines. Mariam rolled her eyes at the memory as she walked down the canned food aisle, to be amazed yet again by the insane number of weird vegetables and fruits this world had. She noticed however that the hunt of fruit was always missing. She noted that down in her writing tablet and counted everything else. There have been a lot of customers lately, Baruna included, to buy supplies. It was rumored that Bill Miranda would start having a curfew around town so that anyone would be home during the night time so patrols would feel free to roam the town and the halls. Making sure their impending meeting with Berbrand was belated another day. Mariam clenched the pen in her hand, almost breaking it. Berbrand was a sadistic murderer who liked to toy with his prey. He wanted them to be scared, to be on edge all the time, scaring someone when he knows he will be scared in the worst type of, well, scaring people. He uses it all the time but if Berberon took his time to attack, that means that at some point the town will relax and they will assume that Berberon forgot about them and boom an attack. Mariam thought of other strategies trying to come up with something that might help Berberon and the soldiers to figure out what the hell Barbara up to, but she came up short. She was no strategist and she didn't even know what her powers were, for God's sake. How was she expect to tell anyone if she didn't know what? A can of what seemed like Okam shot towards her and she caught it, more swiftly than she thought she could. She shrieked a moment later and then glared at the can, remembering Muhammad's taunting that her reactions came later than an actual event. Who the hell threw that at her? She looked around, but she was alone in the aisle. Looking through other aisles, she realized she was alone in the shop beside the, beside the Banner, the cashier. She raised a brow as she heard Banner snoring. She couldn't blame the guy. Banner was a tall, lanky guy that if he was in their world, would be her age. But here, he was set to be in his 80th immortality cycle mariam did understand what it meant beyond that he had been immortal for 80 years Bill rando hinted that it meant more than what the name gave away but she wasn't curious enough to know all she knew was that he had spent 80 years alive and that was too much for a person to stay awake mariam walked back to the aisle and looked closely at the can on the front there was a picture of a round blue fruit that had purple spots forming rings around the circumference of the fruit Above the fruit was written, OCAM, make your soup taste better. Mariam looked at the back of the can and found the benefits of the OCAM fruit. It can help you think clearly and calm your nerves down, she read loudly. She needed the OCAM fruit in her life and… And she needed it right now, when her nerves were frail and she was on edge. She needed to think of a strategy and she needed to think clearly and the OCAM Give her that just that. Miriam looked closer at the can to make sure she read right. And wait, did I just read their language? Miriam was really torn between the surprise of having this specific can be shot at her when she needed it and the fact that she was able to read what was written on it. Or the fact that her hand knew exactly where it would be shot. Miriam sat her writing tablet down and on the empty spot of the hunter fruit and turned her hair into a bun. She fixed her glasses and started stressing again. She thought about the exams she would miss and the quizzes she wouldn't attend. She was about to start to go deeper and think about her family when another can of oakum fruit shot towards her, then another, and another. Marim couldn't catch them all and when they started hitting her she started stressing more and oakum cans started being shot at her. When she was covered in oaken can, Miriam groaned and stood up. Her hands were aching, and she could bet on her soul that her body had started bruising when, where one another can shot toward her. Miriam swiftly caught it, but her hand groaned in the process. Miriam looked at the can and said, "Lamio, drink your favorite hot beverage." Who makes the marketing plan for these cans? Miriam turned to read the description on the back of the can and her hands shook, and she knew it wasn't from the pain, written on the back of the can was to relax your sore muscles, Mariam read and blinked, staring down at the cans. When she finished stalking them, she walked to Banner and woke him up, he got up, his face red with anger, until he saw that Mariam was the one waking him up and smiled, my favorite outlander. Banner, I have a question. Are these cans magically infused with a recommender system? Mariam asked, looking at the Lamu can she was holding. I mean, if someone needs Lamu, would the can, I don't know, throw itself at them? Banner put his palm under his chin and laid on the counter as if planning to just go back to sleep. Look, Mariam, I know you're not from this world, but even here, the power of the origins has its limit. It's not a currency everyone deals with. Banner looked at her, and sleepy as he was, Miriam saw a sparkle in his eyes. Be careful who you tell about the things that happened to you. Even here, in this peaceful town, some aren't happy that you are back. Back? Miriam asked, trying to gulp down the fear she, she started feeling. She looked around, worried that another can would be thrown at her from the aisles, hitting her square in the head. But thankfully, nothing was shot. She turned to Banner who was smirking a little you started manifesting your powers I assume what do you mean back and what the hell do you mean that some people aren't happy we're here isn't the town facing Bearbrand and his cronies mariam asked her hand gripping the can tightly to the point she was worried it might explode in her hands she was scared at the notion of the fiery creature coming after them again it was damn unnerving to see him once but to see him again with powers backing him up the only comfort for Mariam back then, if it can be called comfort, was that Mariam was in, was in her own world. She knew what to do and where to run. But here, here they were all alone with no one to lean on and no one to guide them. Yes, they had Billy but he had his own family to take care of. So they needed to take care of themselves. Banner. And at that, Banner looked at her, his eyes sparkling again. What did, did you mean? There was a stretch of silence between them when Banner answered, You returning means that politics will be reformed, governors will be removed, and the world will be back, like it once was. You, for people like us, represent hope. You, for people like the president of our little country here, are nothing but an ice spike poking him. I don't want to assume things, of course, but I would not put it past him to send someone after you to kill you. Excuse me? Mariam put the can down. What do you mean? Did I stutter? I think I was clear enough. Then why did you choose him to be your president? For your little country. Mariam started getting angry. Do we really have a choice when it's a well-connected man, Mariam? Mariam was about to ask for more information when a customer walked in. He looked old and Mariam thought she she would go and help him. But she wasn't stable enough to hold herself. Let alone hold someone she walked back to the aisle and started writing down the cans again but then she tried to remember any of the things Billimrando had told them about the history of a roadman she got her phone out and started scrolling through her notes Miriam sighed as she scrolled through the many things Billimrando had said until she reached the part about the kings and queens okay so there were seven kings and five queens it was random since he told them that the power would have chosen Emil with the power of ones of the queens, and vice versa. But what if? Mariam was angry at the vegetables and the fruits were thrown at her. Mariam was Mayam still didn't understand the magic system of this world, so she didn't know if Banner was missing with her. But she seemed but he seemed sleepy enough to not care to tease her like that. And there was no one in the store. It couldn't have been. She was still in denial about the fact that they were some meant to be saviors, but the idea of having magical powers, of being the queen of something, well, that would be cool, wouldn't it? If only she could accept the other side of it, the side where she would have to fight the likes of Verbran and save the world from its apparent impending doom. She didn't yet understand how, but apparently the entrances were some immortal beings ...that are opposite to everything the kings and queens represented. What? What she was... what she supposed to be the queen of something? Was she... Marion cut the oakum oakum can before it hit her. Marion put the can on the shelf again and rolled her shoulders. Fine. She would know the answer right now and feed her ever-growing curiosity. She sat on her knees and looked down at the ground. She closed her eyes and whispered, I love roses. I want roses. Something happened. Please? Mariam asked. And before she could remove her hand, she was yanked down. She hit the ground face first and she felt her body being dragged down the earth. She opened her mouth, but she couldn't scream. The tiles of the store were white and blue and… She was falling upwards, or was it downwards? She didn't know which direction, but she was free falling. She looked around her and the world was a soft shade of pink. Miriam looked down, but she didn't know if that was up or down. Where the hell was she? What did she do? What? Miriam's back hit something solid and squeezed her eyes shut as blinding light filled her vision. She covered her eyes and managed to get up and looked around. She was in a forest, but not the frozen wonder they were in. No, she was in a normal forest, or as normal as it can get in a road the man. All around her, roses rose from the ground, fluttering in the soft breeze, and the smell filled her nostrils. Beyond the bed of roses, trees with copper-colored trunks and fruit-sized gems dangled from the branches. The sun reflected in them had covered the forest beyond them in a multitude of colors. It was like a rainbow forest. She noted that light and colors here were the same as her will, refraction was the same here. Well good to know physics were similar. But where was she, she couldn't be in the town, she she wanted to see roses, and here she was, seeing roses, and that is where she was taken, exactly where she wanted to go. But where was she? She looked around, and before she could think, a shadow swept past her, and despite the blinding blinding sun above her, she couldn't see the shadow clearly. She looked again, and behind her, mere inches away from her, a boy took form. She couldn't explain it, but he formed out of what seemed like darkness. Sheets of black velvet silk interweaved together. She knew he was a boy because of the face that stared at her. But as his body formed, light ceased to exist. As if he was a hole in the world. The space between the stars. Cliché, Miriam thought as the boy opened his eyes and took a step towards her. Miriam swiftly got up and took a step back. The boy was handsome, with blondish white hair and icy blue eyes. His nose was straight and his cheekbones were so sharp she contemplated that anyone would cut their finger if they tried to touch them. As he fully formed before her, the darkness dissipated to show that he was few inches taller than her. He wore a red polo t-shirt and skinny jeans. He took a step toward Miriam and she noted that his shoes were brown safety shoes. He took a step and Miriam took a step back. Who the hell was this guy? Who are you? The guy said, his voice as soft as silk, yet it revibrated it re- in her. Miriam blinked and raised her chin. You are the one who appeared from utter nothingness. Who are you? She said it like she didn't like it didn't scare her one bit but she was shaking but things were happening so fast she couldn't process the cans yet how the hell could she process this the guy chuckled and walked about Percival Canum Lyron. he looked at Miriam smirking and this is where I live so I appear wherever I want whenever I want he took a step toward Miriam and in a moment she saw something in his eyes Miriam's blood turned solid And her limbs couldn't move as she held the brother's look in Percival's eyes. He licked his perfect lip as his smirk grew even bigger, almost reaching his ears. If I were you, I would run. And with that, Percival raised his hand and darkness, similar to the ones he stepped out from, shot towards her like arrows. Without thinking, Mariam fell to her knees and put her hands on the ground. She wasn't sure that this would work. But she wouldn't run now, she wouldn't even try to make a stand and then run. And if her theory w- was correct, she would live. Mayhem’s hand was scratched by the thorns in the roses beneath her, and she screamed to the ground and dirt, to the heart of the world itself. Protect me! Mariam felt the ground rumble beneath her, she felt the dirt shift for a moment, everything went still. Mariam looked up to see that even the darkness halted, as if not daring to attack her, Percival was looking at her, his eyes wide. Water, a fist as large as a boulder shot from the ground and punched Percival, sending him flying. But as swiftly as a wolf, he managed to get up on his feet. Angrier, another one shot from behind him. Its task was to sandwich him against the other fist, but it failed. Miriam looked in horror and astonishment as the, f- the third fist formed. She blinked taking a close look at the roots emerged from the ground connecting together to form the fist that managed to successfully punch Percival but it wasn't strong enough because he managed to get up quickly and he turned to look at her his hair was filled with green leaves and broken branches but as Miriam knew he was looking at her, she knew he wouldn't find her because she was already gone deep in the forest Miriam ran and ran not caring that she might have been scratched or even twisted her ankle she kept running. If Percival was to find her, she would be dead. She saw the dark arrows and she knew he didn't want to get back. And she didn't want to get to take her for dinner. Though dinner would have been an amazing idea right now. A tree trunk groaned next to her, and she looked at it to find an axe made of darkness stuck to it. She turned to look back and she knew she was stupid to do so because she saw how close Percival was to her. Wait, Percival yelled. But she but she would never I said, wait! Percival yelled again, angrier. Miriam broke and started sobbing, her feet getting numb, and her body almost gave away. She needed to hide or get out of here, now. If she could reverse what she did, if she could go back to her friends, what had brought her here in the first place? As Mariam ran, she thought about her initial theory and how it worked. Maybe this time it would work too. Miriam stopped and felt her knees, every muscle groaning and protesting at the movements. She put her hand on the ground and whispered as she cried, I want to see my friends. Take me to my friends. Take me to Layla. Percival said something as he made to grab for her. But she was yanked upward into the pink expanse she was in before. And Miriam's vision all turned black.